Welcome to Postscript, Tom Jones. I'm Fred Fegent, along with Matt Wilson. Hey, Matt. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good, good. We are here for a brand new four-part rom-com on Masterpiece to dissect it, evaluate it. I don't know. How else do you want to describe? <laughs> React, respond, uh, ask each other some questions, see what we think. We will warn folks, uh, there will be spoilers. There's an assumption that you have watched the episodes that we'll be discussing. But we won't be going uh, point by point or moment by moment. This would be more of an overview kind of conversation. Yeah, so let's get started. We'll get right into the first episode. Like I mentioned, there are four episodes to the drama. Yep. So it seems like we're, we're going to be covering a lot of ground uh, in this uh, adaptation of Tom Jones uh, with each episode. So where would you like to start, Matt? Uh, let's start simple. Do you like it? Is it fun? I thought it was fun. I love you know one thing that stood out to me in the episode is the constant upbeat music and the transitions. Mm-hmm. It was just it seemed very it seemed upbeat without being too fluffy. Yes, there are moments of uh, very intentional humor, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of minor slapstick and stuff, but mixed into this kind of fun budding romance story are some very interesting and heavy themes. Sure, um, I, I think maybe we'll we'll tackle the first one. Uh, we were born in, uh, let's say, the late 90s <laughs> in America, but we're dealing with mid-1700s England. It's a very different world, and there's this huge concept that you see of sort of this concept of a, a noble birth and a commoner's birth, mm. and that's definitely the source of, of the tension between two of the main characters, so Tom Jones himself and then his adopted brother-slash-cousin, uh, William Bliffle. Bliffle, yeah. Bliffle, yes. Yeah, I already don't like him. Yeah, I'm I, not sure we're supposed to. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the episode really makes him out to be like a punchable character. I, I think mean, I don't so. mean to be so violent. No, but. no, I mean punchable does not mean punched. <laughs> it's a theoretical thing. Um, so I guess the, the the question here is, is Bliffle, and I don't necessarily mean to dig in him originally, but uh, is Bliffle – Truly a one-dimensional character, mm. or is there any sign of nuance or depth to him? So far, I don't think so. Yeah. So far, it, he seems just, you know, I was born into, um, you know, the nobility, uh, and I, I know better than everyone else. And, you know, he, in the moments we see him interact with Tom Jones, he looks down at him every time. I think he takes every opportunity to... Uh, take advantage of his station that he was born into. There's an old phrase of uh, being born on third base but acting like you hit a triple. <laughs> that kind of mindset uh, definitely uh, came to mind when when we meet uh, William Bliffle here. Um, there's but, a couple. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say I felt that way. Uh, you know, we briefly met his father, mm-hmm. uh, Captain <laughs> Biffle, and yes. and I didn't really care for him. Very either. briefly, thankfully, yeah, yeah <laughs> didn't didn't miss him at all. Actually, after his early <laughs> departure from the story. Um, yeah, I mean, William takes every opportunity to remind Tom Jones of their differences, perceived differences. There's a few great moments where um, we see that it's it's a pretense of belief in doing the right thing, but it's always wrapped in cruelty, mm-hmm. it feels. Um, there's moments where he takes advantage to really take shots at Tom through people that Tom cares about, right, like right. Black George, for Black example. George. He didn't have to do anything or didn't become involved, but he sensed Tom's relationship and took the opportunity to, to stab at him. Right, put him in his place. Yeah, it's really crummy behavior. 
Yeah, I would agree. And, uh, and then Tom later in the episode goes to bat, you know, through uh, uh, Sophia, and uh, and that more or less re- resolves the, or that friction resolves itself. Though I'm sure uh, William doesn't forget that. No, 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 no. Um, I'll tell you about enough about that knucklehead for now. Um, Tom Jones himself, <laughs> interesting character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we we learn through him a lot of uh, interesting thoughts about what makes a man or a gentleman. You see that word used a lot throughout this first mm-hmm. episode. What do we think of Tom so far? He comes across very likable. He, he he wants to please anyone he's talking to. And it seems like he doesn't approach anything through a class system, you know, whether it's, it's Black George, as you mentioned, or someone in his family, right. um, uh, or the servants. He just gets along with everyone and just seems to be just moving right along uh, as a pleasant, kind-hearted gentleman. Yeah, I, I think we see it's a young man who recognizes uh, being fortunate of being born into the situation he's in. Uh, it's actually a note that he shares with Sophia later in the episode where they both recognize that they were born into mm-hmm. uh, fortunate situations and are able to make the most of what could have been a, a much worse situation for themselves. Um, Tom, I think, does truly try to do the right thing. And there's several moments where he uses his privilege to try to boost uh, Black George again, um, young Molly. He wants to promise to her to take care of her and be there for her, although gets talked out of that effectively by his adopted father. Um, It has just key moments where I think his philosophy of life and doing what is right, as he describes it as kindness and generosity of spirit, um, it's not a bad mantra to live by. We'll, we'll have to see where it gets him in the end. But. Yeah, and I feel like Squire Allworthy kind of imparts that attitude on him, mm-hmm. or you know, that world view. And I was trying; I'm still trying to unpack Squire Allworthy, who you know, he comes home from a trip, right, and and there is a just yes. a baby in his bed, um, and uh, quite an interesting reaction he has. Whereas maybe more panic. Uh, why did this baby just mm-hmm. show up here? But uh, decides to adopt the child and 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 bring him up. And uh, and yeah, you you brought up you know the various references. You know, a quote I I had was uh, when Squire Allworthy says to Tom Jones, "Learn to be a man, not a boy." Yeah. Uh, you know, and and, and this uh, I believe was right after uh, he was uh, trying when when uh, Tom was trying to go to uh, his adopted father about Black George initially. Um, I, th- I think I have that correct. <laughs> um, to to try to you know just go to bat and say, hey, look, he he's not a bad guy, you know, and and um, the the charges should be dropped. But I, you know, it's interesting to see the occasional friction between his adopted father mm-hmm. uh, when there's there mm-hmm. seems to be a lot of similarities between the two of them. Yeah, uh, Tom certainly gets, I think, some of his personality from um, Squire Allworthy. Um, yeah, the the sense of, of justice couched with mercy. Mm-hmm. You see that a few times, especially when the squire uh, agrees to – I think this is the moment you were thinking of – agrees to financially support Molly. Oh, that's and, right. And the baby. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> in exchange for basically Tom just getting out of her life. Yeah. And it was a kind of a difficult moment because Tom was ready to commit, I, I think. We'll take it at face well, value. He was, he was going to do the honorable <laughs> right. thing. He got yeah. himself into this mess. Yes. Yeah, that's actually a really good way of putting it. He recognized the situation yeah. and, and I think was ready to make the, the mature decision of, okay, 
I will deal with the consequences of my own actions, right? Yep. Which is a, a, a noble sort of sentiment. But his father saw maybe a different path for him or, or just had a different preference for him either way. Uh, and then I believe forced an agreement out of Tom to uh, be done with Molly uh, in exchange for uh, knowing that she would be, quote, taken care of, unquote. Which, you know, Molly took care of that situation herself. Molly sure did. <laughs> uh, and, was- and the look on Tom's face as he was walking away from the house or potentially the last time mm-hmm. – he did not seem overly disappointed with how all of that wrapped up. I think he was no. happy to just be done with it. Yeah, there was uh, – I, I, I like to call it a crooked smile. He's like, was. phew, yes. got out of that one. Now, he kind of um, knew what he was walking back to because yeah. Sophia at that point was on his radar. But yes, what a complicated mess that could have been. <laughs> in, 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 indeed. Uh, and, and, and the um, – the attendant taking care of Sof- uh, Sophia, Sophia. Uh, heard of the, Honor, that news. I think her name is. I, is it, I, I didn't believe, catch. I, okay. Yeah, I believe so. But she mentioned, and and then Sophia kind of discarded it as, oh, it's just you know small town gossip. That's right. not true. Does not seem interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, could be wishful thinking, or could be her true view on the matter. Mm-hmm. Of don't bother me with rumor and innuendo. I, I will get to know him. Yeah. Um, Sophia is fascinating to me. I actually think she's the hero of the story, or at least the, the – this is her story. She's the narrator she's the for narrator, one, so right. that, that's a, a big clue. She has two really great quotes, um, and the one at the end I think really makes me curious to see – as much as we talked about Tom trying to break out of the fate he was born into mm-hmm. – episode one ends with this great quote, forced to marry a man I do not love, referring to – my life's path chosen for me not in a million years i know what i want Mm -hmm. so to me this is really as much about her also breaking out of a life she was born into Mm -hmm. so truly uh, we'll see where this independent streak gets both of them you know can they find a way to end up together in a world that is telling them they cannot be right they're not they're not in polite company, this, these two would not normally get together. And no. she, was, she was from Jamaica, is that correct? I believe that's – that yes, she was born there um, as we learn as a slave mm-hmm. and then granted her freedom at the death of her father. Right. And so why why is – this was the other thing that I picked up at the end of the episode. Why is Squire Western and, and his sister, why are they so eager to get – William uh, Bliffle and and Sophia together. I think this goes back to that sort of mid 1700s mindset of noble houses and families and arranged marriages, where it was all about titles and prestige and land. I think they saw this as a more of a fu- and a, a more of a financial arrangement, like being able to marry off your daughter into a successful family or a wealthy family. Okay, um, and they're warned it's not an impressively wealthy family. These are not, you know, the, the billionaires of the times. But it was still a noble family with a, a, a manor, a Paradise Hall, I believe it was called. Yep. Um, so it was the kind of family that they'd be looking for to, to marry their daughter into. Um, certainly better in their minds than the common folk that were more present. But So to them, it was a great match and a, a good family. They, they knew the Allworthies and had great respect for them, I would imagine. Um, it's interesting to see the Allworthy's reaction to this, though, toward the end of the episode, mm-hmm. where they open the door to. Uh, I believe there's there's a reference to in these modern days that gets cut off, but 
Um, that was all where these sisters sister, yeah. yeah, referencing that, hey, it's becoming more and more common where the kids get to choose who they marry. Right, because uh, uh, Squire Western was uh, um, kind of pushing the, the, the marriage to, to come to be. And mm-hmm. I think she said like, well, I mean, once once she says she's interested in right. this. <laughs> right. Both of the Allworthys make reference to that yeah. Yeah, about wanting to get Sophia's consent. Yeah. And Squire Western's basically like, yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> While he's drinking another glass of port. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seems to seems to uh, knock him back. If, that you may know, be how the he episode. decides what's good or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, definitely a trend toward uh, telling the kids how the world works. Right. Right. Well, any other thoughts or reactions to this first episode? I just think it's fascinating. There, there's a couple overriding themes: this concept of what is right, the concept of uh, who you are. Can you determine who you are or is who you are determined for you mm-hmm. uh, by factor of your birth? And then you know, just to see where this goes, we, we know there's a couple major casted characters we have not even met yet. So there's still a lot of story yeah. uh, to, to play out here. Um, and yeah, are, are we pulling for Tom and Sophia? Do we want to see them? Yes, I, I want to see William uh, crawl into a hole somewhere. <laughs> I want to see Tom and Sophia... Uh, Get married and be happily ever yeah, after. I think. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, everyone else can go live in their life. I'm not sure how I feel. I'm indifferent to everyone else. In there's yeah, supporting characters, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some mysteries of, of Tom Jones' parentage. We, we meet yep. his mother. We, Jenny. Briefly, Jenny yeah. Jones, who seems very nonplussed at the whole proceedings. There, there's a moment where um, they have her in front of the squire – in some sort of pseudo-legal proceeding. Right. He's a magistrate. Yes. Right? Okay. Um, and she just has no interest in disclosing anything about the situation. She she seems bored by it. Yeah. And she just leaves with a, either a French or Latin quote, somebody will correct me, uh, of, I believe, love conquers all, is her last words to the magistrate before we don't see her anymore. Yeah, that was confusing. Um, I mean, not the quote, right. but just the like, yeah, I, I brought this baby to your house right. and whatever. It's all yours now. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. I mean, she really just seemed like she wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, but as we hear from the narrator, and this will be interesting to see what this means, we've not heard the last of Jenny Jones. Mm, some foreshadowing. Some foreshadowing. Three episodes to go. So we potentially <laughs> so will we'll see her soon. again. We, yeah. we don't have to wait forever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, really fun story. Uh, can't wait to see where this ends up. And I am absolutely pulling for Tom and Sophia. I think they're a lovely couple and I hope they can find a way to make this work. All right. <laughs> well, that was Matt Wilson. I'm Fred Vigent. We will be riding along with you in watching Tom Jones on Masterpiece. Uh, and uh, we hope to hear your feedback. Certainly absolutely. Let us know and uh, make sure to tell your friends to listen to the podcast as well. Yes. Uh, podcast postscript. You can find this all kinds of places. Witf.org slash postscript. Mm-hmm. You can email us at ps at witf.org. Uh, back to the podcast. Leave, leave comments, leave ratings, anything you do to help boost this. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Um, tell and then, your enemies. Tell your enemies. T- yeah, tell, sure. tell their enemies because the enemy of an enemy could be a friend. That's true. <laughs> um, and as always, uh, postscript and other great arts culture content, uh, check out WITF's YouTube channel called Mosaic. 
Uh, you'll find uh, videos of these podcast episodes if you want to watch us. In addition to just listening to us, you can do that. You also find programs like WTF Music, weekly features from The Spark, and all kinds of great arts and culture video content. So please check that out. This was fun. Thank you. Fred, thank you. Thank you, Matt. See you next time.